Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Lombardi Line, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We're brought to you by BetMGM as we welcome you back on a Friday. Hope you're having a nice Week as we head into the weekend, early tomorrow morning, the Lombardi line, of course, Nesson, Masson, Marquee Sports Network right here on VSIN, of course. And then on Sunday for week seven, Mr. Lombardi will be fired up. He just sent over about an hour ago his Lombardi lines. I don't know who's color coordinating and putting together this Microsoft Excel, but you could teach a lesson, bro. Like, this is very well done. Do you do that yourself? Thank you. I do everything myself. I, I you know, I, I got one thing you learn working for Al Davis is there's, there's less is more like that. When you worked at the Raiders, there wasn't, Hey, could you type this up for me? No, <laughs> you type it up for you. you. You got fingers, you type, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a whiz at Excel. I mean, I'm getting better at Excel. I used to use OneNote all the time when I was in the league because it was able, I could take it with me. This allows you to use mathematical equations to come up with the, the variance when I see it. And this document that I have called, uh, I call it Power Rankings 2022, is where I keep all my weekly handicapping and I keep all the, you know, the things that I want to kind of look at. Coordinators page, you know, Matt Humans, all of the best bets from Matt Humans weekends, I keep track of that. Mike Palm in first place. Congratulations on Mike Palm. And, and so you just kind of have a way to go back to it because part of it, what we're doing here is we're in the information business, right? So we want to be able to go back and revisit the information that we made decisions on. I was just bowing to Mike Palm while you were talking. Now, we from one computer whiz to another, we bring in, of course, the Hall of Famer, Vinny Maliulo, from behind the book there at the South Point. Michael Lombardi's a whiz on the computer. Are you... Are you nice with Microsoft Excel? Look, is that, did you yeah, do that yourself or are you lying? It, here it is. There's number two. And by the way, it's number two pencil. Okay. So that's, that's called the uh, Vinisoft. Forget about Microsoft. <laughs> that's, not, that's not bad. Oh, the, whole, the handwritten notes. That's you and me are the same. Vin. Vinny, how are we feeling? Good, good boys. Good to be with you. Another, um, Another week, my goodness, is this uh, season flying God, by, got, huh? Oh, gosh. You got to be busy, Vinny. I mean, my Lord, you got basketball. You got the NBA. You got hockey. You got mm-hmm. football. You got baseball world playoffs. I mean, my Lord. that I mean, to get a seat at the South, well, first of all, to get a seat's got to be impossible. How, many, yeah, how much increase do you think in the hot dog sales have happened since all these sports <laughs> collide? Bet the over. If, you, if there's one over, yeah. you know, we're talking about, I know that N- NFL totals are, are, are down this year and the unders are cashing, but I can tell you right now, the hot dog cart, just continue to bet the over. You'll make money no matter what. Um, no, yeah. no, great, uh, great, uh, great action. And it's, um, it's a great time of year. There's no, no question about it from, you know, whether you're a bookmaker or a better, you love the, uh, the diversity of the menu. You've got to keep up as a better. You probably have an advantage actually. Why? Because you can zero in not only on one sport, guys, but you can zero in on one conference, one division, or whatever the case may be. Uh, I've oftentimes uh, talked about the fact that, you know, you've got 
you know, the head of, of a hospital, the, uh, the you know, the, the, the general surgeon or the, uh, uh, the, the head doctor at a hospital, but then you've got the specialists. Well, you know, betters uh, can, uh, can be specialists, and this is the time of year for that. And by the way, in a few weeks, we're going uh, to be dealing with college basketball, which professional betters uh, that follow uh, uh, college basketball right now, they're fine-tuning their, uh, their power ratings, and they're going to look to see what we post, and particularly uh, in those first uh, three or four weeks of the college season. So it's a great time of year for us on our side of the counter. The volume uh, works to our advantage. The diversity of the menu can work to, uh, to better's advantage if they, uh, if they uh, hone their skills and zero in on certain, certain sports and certain conferences and or divisions. Yeah, as an example, like professional betters like to jump on those markets that aren't necessarily overly populated. Like you and I both know a guy very well there in town, Vinny, that goes hard on WNBA. Now, limit wise, yeah. it's hard to get as much down as he wants, but a lot of these betters will focus on a market that isn't overly populated. Yeah, that's a good point, uh, Patrick. And again, you're you're you know the the more participation you have which is no secret, the NFL, right? NFL limits are the highest because you've got the most uh, demographics. You've got more handle in uh, college, uh, pro and college football now, so your limits are higher. So the more participation you have, then certainly your limits uh, tend to be higher. Uh, you know, WNBA, uh, listen, uh, those ladies, and of course, you know, we've got the uh, defending champs here, but because you don't have as much handle in it, your, your limits are going to be reflective of participation. And NFL, uh, and, you know, now closely rivaled by college football, uh, especially with the playoffs, uh, that's where you're, uh, you've got your most participation and your highest limits. Yeah, you know, go ahead, ahead, Patrick. I I, I was just going to say, I mean, you know, the the reward for for being good at the NFL is greater. And I don't know how guys can bounce from one sport to the next and still be so sophisticated and able to do it. It, To me, it's remarkable that just even doing college football and pro football is hard. Yeah, but in college, here's where you have, you know, again, Mike, I'll go to the example, right, where – you know, now it's not it's it's not as say lucrative as it once was in college, right? Because now college, even the non-power five conferences are on television, right? There was a there was a time when there were folks that zeroed in on the MAC, let's say, right, or you know the Sun Belt or whatever the case may be. Particularly when we started to expand the betting menu, but the fact that now, just about every college game, along with every pro game, is on television. You've got that kind of exposure, so people will migrate to it, especially if you've got you know, games that are standalone. I mean, look at, look at tonight's two games. T- tonight's two games between Tulsa and Temple and UAB and Western Kentucky, the fact that they're on Friday and they'll both be on television, their handle is going to be four times what it would normally be yep. if they were part of the Saturday schedule, right. Saturday rotation. So, you know, all those factors coming together, um, again, uh, now people still uh, will zero in on conferences in uh, in co- uh, college football and again from our side of the counter you want to be mindful of the folks that do that and it's uh, it's good intel yeah newsflash people like action and if you're going to post some action people will bet it by the way i'm guessing the, you're you're not getting as much mls major league soccer action as the playoffs are upon us now that i've moved away from the south point anywho um let's yeah, talk we've, about uh, this yeah we've uh, you know what for because of you i'm trying to get the regulation changed that the geofencing will you know go beyond nevada borders because uh, you know we do miss the uh, the, the the Patrick Maher I still, MLS factor. I still, I, I still talk about where I was walking in. This is a couple months ago, Michael, right, right before I moved. And it was like five in the morning and I placed a pretty sizable wager on an MLS game. The manager from over, the, Vinny, you know where the manager stand. He pokes <laughs> his head out looking at me cross-eyed like, why is a dude betting this much on an MLS game at 5 a.m. on a random Friday? (laughs) He's like, what is going on? Oh, don't worry. He's not a sharp. He can bet it. Okay. Biggest difference between Thursday and Monday night NFL exposure. You texted me that. What's the answer there, Ben? 
Well, it's pretty simple, right, when, when you think about it, because oftentimes we talk about uh, the position we're in on Mondays, right, guys, that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be asked, well, who do you need tonight? And, and, and the scenarios often it's uh, which is going to be uh, the lesser of uh, four evils, right, either favorite and over, favorite and under, dog and under, dog and over, right? So you've got Thursday night, which kicks typically kicks things off. So you don't have the buildup of three and four days worth of exposure, right? Last night's game between the Saints and the Cardinals, we were in a good position pretty much no matter no matter what, uh, what the result came out. Because, again, it's it just even though the games have been up, and that, and that game was up since Monday, and it was tied to yesterday's NBA, uh, as Michael pointed out, yesterday's baseball and yesterday's NHL, but it's and it's it just but it starts the weekend NFL and college football exposure that culminates with Monday night. So Monday night's exposure is far greater because it's been building for over the course of of the previous week, especially uh, for the weekend. So typically the Thursday night uh, exposure is not nearly what it is on Monday because of the uh, the shorter buildup and uh, the shorter and much lower carryover. It's the it literally kicks off multi leg par uh, uh, wagers such as parlays and teasers Monday. That's where it cu- they culminate. Uh, Vinny, with when there's buys like we have four teams missing this week, is there more action on the game? Is that those teams that are not playing? Does the their normal action get transferred into other games? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question, Michael. I mean, you know, you've got uh, so you've got what two less games this week, right? Because four teams yeah. are off. Uh, folks will still find a way to to be in action, right? So there's not as much a drop off uh, as two you know two less games because what people will do is they they will shift their action to the other games. So you know you might have a a game that, uh, for instance, uh, maybe like the Giants and the Jaguars. You might have a a bit more on that game than you normally would. Folks are have done a terrific job of not only becoming more educated in their selections, but they're much more educated in terms of adjusting to scheduling. And when there's when there are bye weeks, they know that and they take it into consideration. And by the way, let's remember too, we get those we get those that picked up towards the end of the season because now we've got added uh, regular season weeks with that added regular season game by uh, for each team. Okay, Vin, we'll come back, continue with the NFL. I've got a line that Michael pointed out in his look ahead that I want to bring up to you. Plus, Clemson has Mm. gotten snake bitten up at Syracuse. However, they host Syracuse. It's a 14-5 matchup, which we'll discuss as well as we continue. Again, Hall of Famer Vinny Maliulo joins us right here on the Lombardi line. It's V-CIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hannah Storm and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app. That's BetMGM. Of course, the king of sports books has all your favorite wagering options, in-game betting, boosted out specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any uh, MGM property on the strip. If you have your Nevada ID, you're ready to bet within minutes. It couldn't be simpler. 21 years or older, and if you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher, Los Angeles. Of course, he is Vinny Maliulo, live from the South Point bookmaker extraordinaire who'd you need last night how'd you finish of course we ended up having some scoring so the overcash is 76 combined points a 42 34 winner for the cards who'd you need what'd you have actually we uh we wound up okay uh last night as i mentioned in the previous segment it really wasn't a lot of exposure it would have been uh, I, you know the better result would have been uh saints outright uh, and either you know the over or the under but uh um you know, I, that would have been lesser uh, of, uh, that would have maximized profitability. But uh, wound up a, a small winner to the game. But again, it's very deceiving because there were a lot of uh, favorite uh, parlays, Cardinals. I mean, they opened one, they, uh, they went to two and a half. And, um, you know, they, they also uh, wound up, initially bet the game under to 43 from 45 on the opener, but then uh, a bunch of uh, over money came in. And, of course, that was uh, that was an easy catch. So a little deceiving. While we uh, – a small winner last night, it does have uh, multi-leg bets off and running. Gotcha. And what is that, Vinny? And so what a lot of people, did they take Arizona and tease them, tease them down, or did they take uh, – uh, the, the tease the other direction. No, they they teased. Uh, there were more teasers with uh, with the Cardinals, Michael, but there were also more parlays though than than teasers uh, to the uh, to the Cardinals. So you know, higher higher payouts. Obviously, uh, we know the parlays uh, have uh, uh, more lucrative payouts than the teasers, but there were definitely more uh, parlays with the Cardinals than teasers last night. One of the lines that Michael pointed out in his look ahead, mm-hmm. and one thing that Thomas Gable pointed out, I'm glad you brought up the tease, Vinny. What Thomas Gable, who runs the race and sportsbook there at the Borgata, pointed out is, you know, general betters will look to tease down, and a lot of times professional betters will look to tease up. I know it's a little bit of mm-hmm. a distinction, but it's where our natural instinct is you see Dallas laying seven with Detroit in town, bring Dallas down to one, but oftentimes pros, they go up with that number in the tease. Well, yeah. I mean, you, listen, uh, it, when you have the opportunity in that case there, if you go with a seven point teaser and you're teasing, uh, with, uh, you know, with two touchdowns, right. Uh, you know, sometimes, uh, there's an opportunity to do both, right. Uh, you know, and have yourself, uh, uh, you know, depending on how that game moves, if, if Dak, I, th- I think that game will go up Patrick, right. So if you're going to tease Dallas now, you probably want to, to, if you're going to tease Dallas, you probably want to do it now and then wait for it to go up and then try to tease, uh, to the lions, uh, at, uh, you know, plus uh, 14 and a half, plus 15 or more, uh, then, you know, then you got yourself a, a two touchdown middle going too. So, but, but professional betters, again, you want to tease through certain numbers as well, right? You know, th- you know, if, if, if a team is a three point favorite and they can become a three point dog, uh, you know, and then you're, you're, you're combining that with, you know, let's say, uh, uh, if it's a seven, a seven point teaser, if you've got a four point favorite, that becomes a three point dog. And then, you know, you've got now, uh, you know, a ten and a half or an eleven point underdog as well. So, 
and there's a lot of key numbers this week. I mean, there's, uh, the board is loaded with uh, threes and sevens. So uh, there, I, there's going to be a lot of teaser action this week going to both sides of these games. And, yeah. and you feel like that this number is going to go to seven and a half, Vinny? I think when you look at uh, the fact that Dak Prescott's coming back and the Cowboys, they got beat last week, Michael. They're at home. They're going against the Lions who, you know, give up a lot of points. Uh, I'm, I, I can, I really believe, uh, in fact, I was uh, talking to Chris Andrews uh, earlier that uh, this game is certainly going to trend up before it, uh, before it comes down. Yeah, because in Jersey here at DraftKings, Jersey, FanDuel, all those, the kind of, it's at six and a half. There's six and a half. So I thought it was going to go the other way because of, you know, the first game back, you know, mm-hmm. about Goff has not been great off of bye weeks. We understand that. He was good in 17 off a of bye, but since then he's been kind of bad. Weather won't be a factor down in Dallas. But I was thinking with Prescott in his finger, can he be as effective as he was? Will they manage him better? You know, I, I, I kind of felt like it'll – I know Detroit's defense is terrible, but they were embarrassed. Usually, you know, when you get – when you're embarrassed like that and have to lay on it for a week, it's problematic. But, you know, I, I kind of felt like it would come a little bit just because of that Detroit love affair that people have betting them. Yep. I, I mean, from my perspective, Michael, I don't I don't disagree with that. But I, I think perception is reality to a lot of folks, particularly – uh, you know the uh, the general public when it comes to these types of uh, these types of matchups here, and uh, I think this game uh, is probably going to trend upward at uh, six and a half. I I don't think it'll last personally, but I mean, yeah, I could be wrong. I've been wrong in the past. <laughs> just and just not, never never Vinny. And just to follow up on your tease point, I'm glad you brought it up because we used it as a pro tip last week. Teasing mm-hmm. through key numbers just for first-time betters or betters that are just starting. Just an easy place to start. You should be going through seven. You should be going through six. You should be going through three. It gets more yep. complex. You can go to vsin.com for more information. But, Vinny, that's a good place to start. Always look to go through those three. Go Look through for those key numbers. And, again, when you look at the board to, uh, this week, guys, even last night, I mean, when the game was on the verge of three, but obviously that game's behind us. But when you look right from the top, you've got sevens and threes all over the place, even the Titans game at some point. Uh, you know, is that going to uh, is that going to get to uh, to three? It's been two ways so far. Um, There's six with the Bengals. So you got six and a half with the Ravens. You know, you've got sevens, uh, seven with with the Raiders and the Chargers. So when when you look at the at your teasers, and again, you've got the option of six, six and a half, and seven point teasers too. So uh, you know, yep. balance your your uh, your moves accordingly, and of course, the payouts are more with a a shorter teaser. So pay attention to the payouts at six, six and a half, and seven. Also, I have to tell you this, and I'm glad you you brought this up, uh, guys. Pay attention to the house rules when it comes to teasers, especially two-point teasers. Um, There are teasers, uh, you know, for instance, does everybody pay or does everybody refund a teaser if there is a push and the other side wins or loses. So in other words, here, here at South Point, right, we, uh, if, if you have a two-team parlay and one of the sides pushes, and you, you, the other, you, you automatically have a straight bet on the other selection, win or lose. If you have a two-team teaser and one side pushes, you get your money back regardless of what happens to the other team, whether they win or lose. Why? Because if you can't lose or you can't win a one team, there's no such thing as a one team teaser. You can't, uh, our view is you, you, uh, you shouldn't take it. Now, again, that's up to the individual operator. It's not a, uh, a critique. It's just a matter of fact, because we did get asked uh, recently about that. And again, pay attention to house rules as always. That's important for everybody to understand. Are you solid on, and Michael pointed this out in his article, that Giants-Jacksonville number of three, I think a casual better would say, wait, the Giants are 5-1, and one, Jacksonville's struggling, but that number's three in Jacksonville with them laying it, and it's pretty steady there. Yeah, it is, and uh, there's two-way action at that number. And again, if we have to get off it here, we're we're not going to move the money. Uh, we'll we'll go to either uh, three-and-a-half or two-and-a-half. But I, I think what we're seeing so far is – uh, two-way action, uh, not only in, in terms of the side, in terms of uh, straight bets, 
but in terms of teasers as well. So you're seeing, uh, uh, you know, Jags getting teased down and uh, becoming, uh, you know, getting points, whether they're uh, three or up to four, and uh, the Giants uh, getting as many as uh, uh, ten. So uh, if it's a seven-point teaser. So, so far, so uh, so good in terms of two-way action on that game. But, yeah, it does look a little misleading. Records, you have to throw records out. It's about matchups. Yeah. It's about common opponents. It's about... Yeah, uh, you know who actually the Jags have had a better home field this year, guys, than uh, than they have in the past. I mean, a couple of years ago, the Jags had zero home field. Uh, but you know, aside from the fact that they're sleeping in their own beds, but uh, uh, fact of the matter is, we know that the Jags are better. Uh, they're aggressive. They can put points on the board. And again, uh, you know, uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how this plays out. But records, you have to push them aside. Uh, when it comes uh, to uh, to the uh, particularly uh, a matchup like this, a team on the rise, um, and the Giants are playing better too, and they're healthier. And I think uh, you know you look at uh, Saquon Barkley uh, being uh, healthy through six games is a big factor. Yeah, no doubt. And I think Vinny, this it's hard to me. Uh, like this game is a is really a hard game to handicap because of the inconsistencies. Because they're to me, Jacksonville's the better team, even they don't have the better record. Mm-hmm. They have more talent than than the New York Football Giants do. But that being said, is you know, you still got to go out and play the game. And, and the inconsistencies with Jacksonville, just so hard. I could see them winning by two touchdowns. I, I could see them losing this game. I mean, it just is such a hard team to handicap because of, you know, one week they, they're great on defense. The next week the, the Colts, they don't sack them. They don't hit Ryan. And they allow five scores on five drives. Yep, and and you may see the same thing here. They like to go at they like to go for it and go after it, get after it. The Jags. I think the key for the Giants this week will be to not let the Jags get off to a fast start. Yep. He will book your teaser bets, but he's never a tease. He is Vinny Maliulo there at the South Point. Thanks, Vin. Talk to you next week. See you guys. Line of the Thanks, week Vinny. is moving here in here in Los Angeles with Seattle in town. That's next. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, become a VSIN pro right now. VSIN.com slash subscribe. It's 99 bucks through the Super Bowl. So, what are you going to get? You're going to get pro tools. We talked about the betting splits and a great article. Steve Mackinnon wrote it up today, letting you know how to profit using the betting splits, which are a part of the Pro Tools package. Also, Michael Lombardi's exclusive articles. And our next guest, you can find Amal Shaw's plays when you become a VEASAN Pro. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, we're back. Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi there, Ocean City, New Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher as we welcome you in on a great Friday. Uh, Got a ton of action tomorrow, of course, college football. And then week seven continues on Sunday, and we've got you covered here on the Lombardi line. Right after the Lombardi line daily is Big Bets with Amal Shaw and Dave Ross. And Amal joins us now. Hi, Amal. I want to get your reaction. Hey, you? Good. Thank you. The number shortened a little bit over at BetMGM. Uh, San Francisco 49ers, 18 to 1, down to 14 to 1. Super Bowl in conference, 8, down to 6.5 to 1. NFC West, they're a little favored at minus 120. Your reaction to Christian McCaffrey, now a Niner. Well, I think it helps their running game without Elijah Mitchell in the lineup, who will be coming back eventually here. But, um, you know, I don't know if it moves the meter that much from a betting standpoint, adding McCaffrey to the lineup. Look, Jimmy Garoppolo is still their quarterback, right? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I no, didn't I'm just even, asking. I, didn't even, I don't know. I, didn't, I, didn't, I swear mm. to God, I didn't even put two and two together when I brought it up. But I, last time I checked, yes, Mr. Garoppolo is still under <laughs> okay. center for the 49ers. Yeah. But you know, the funny thing is with all that being said, they have to be the second favorite in the NFC. Tampa's offense is inept. The Packers can't play. And right now, when you look at it, I don't really consider Minnesota that much of a threat. They've been fortunate enough to get through a couple of games. It's Philadelphia at this point in time in San Francisco. I'd have to look at it as the second favorite. I think actually the best bet on the board is the 49ers to win the division. Yeah, I don't think they're, I mean, because look, let's face it. I mean, the Rams, uh, I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, the Ram, what have the Rams shown? I mean, you think Matthew yeah, exactly. Stafford's playing any – is he playing better than Garoppolo? I mean, he's got a better name than Garoppolo, but watch him. He's, he's, he's tending the ball back the other way as much as anybody. And then we know Arizona, the great Kyler Murray, he averages five, nine yards per attempt, and Seattle can't play any defense. I, I think this is – I thought before this trade, the Niners were the best team in the West. I still think they are. They're the Timmy that, put, put, that, put, that gives the most trouble – to the Philadelphia Eagles from getting to the Super Bowl. The Eagles better hope that the Niners are in another bracket before they get to them because if this game is in Philly, 
cold weather, all those things, it'll be a hard game for Philly to win. Yeah, oh, I well, would both... expect it to be there, right? Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I, I, I don't go, doubt go that. I mean, it's yeah. going to be hard for – I mean, it's it almost impossible for the Eagles not to be – uh, not to be have home field advantage. I mean, they 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 have a Gonzaga like schedule. I mean, they're going to be well, the number one seed let, in the listen, West. Gonzaga's at least willing to schedule some people. You mean more like a Syracuse like schedule? Well, I mean, <laughs> Gonzaga plays in that conference. I mean, that's part of the problem. Well, wait a second. It's not UNLV's fault. Everybody else, you know, in the Big West was terrible back in the day. Look, Gonzaga is willing to go schedule people out of conference. Jim Beheim, I'm not sure which zingers, Twinkies, and donuts he's got on the schedule here for early November. Well, I mean, early November, to me, that's insignificant, Amal. I mean, because really, you're talking about getting your team ready in March, you know? And all those teams that they schedule in early November, those games are meaningless. Those teams aren't playing their best basketball until February. It's the same thing in Philadelphia. you got to be able to play your best at the end of the year. Well, well, I hear what you're saying, but let me ask you this. Tom Izzo always schedules a brutal non-conference. They always seem to do well in March. Last time I but checked, Jim Beheim doesn't even make it to but March. They play they play in the Big Ten. I mean, they play in the Big Ten, so they have they have definite. Co- I mean, Bay- Bayon plays in the ACC. I mean, I'm not defending Bayon. I'm, def- I'm I'm arguing against your logic and attack of of Syracuse. I mean, like seriously, all those games in November, people cite that like that's some kind of meritorious achievement. There's no team that's good enough to play in November. They don't play their way. It's how are you playing in March? Win all the games you uh, want in November. That doesn't strengthen you for March. Your conference, I don't, I, to I don't, me, I don't disagree, your conference strengthens you, you for March. But let's take, for example, if you fight a bunch of tomato cans in boxing and you never actually get challenged by anyone with punching power or the ability to actually make you go 12 rounds, then when you actually get into a situation where you've got to be able to go the distance, you're not prepared for it. At least when you play these games in the non-conference, you play teams with the talent. They may not be at their apex in terms of what they're doing offensively or defensively, but at least they're teams that are good enough. In terms of the NFL, it's a similar situation, right? Obviously, we all know you want to be playing your best down the stretch. Uh, The Philadelphia Phillies are a perfect example of it right now. This is a team that struggled probably for about five months of the year, found themselves, and have done really well. Same with the Padres after Soto came over. I get what you're saying, but you still can't discount the fact that they're willing to go out and schedule teams. I mean, if that's the case, then maybe, uh, you know, Tom Izzo should reconsider and just uh, pad his wins uh, total. Duke, Kentucky, Gonzaga, Michigan State, Kansas, they all go out and challenge themselves. You have to give them some credit I, I for think doing that. that. I, think they, I think they do that to evaluate their team. I don't think it's about how they're going to finish. I think you schedule harder games to, to figure out who you are as a team and then make adjustments moving forward. I think that's ultimately what you're doing. I think that's why Izzo's so good. He wants to gauge his team. He wants to see who he can count on, who he can't. And then as he gets into the conference where he really has to make hay, he then can evaluate what he needs to do and what adjustments he needs to make to win the game. That's how I see it. I don't see it as, okay, we won that fight. Now we're ready. You know, we know. I think it's about self-evaluation. Well, that just proves my point. You can evaluate yourself amongst team. If you're playing all these directional schools, how are you really evaluating yourself? You don't have situations where the time and score matter. You're up by 20. It's a matter of whether you're covering 25 or not in those games, right? Well, I think that I think Beheim would say, "Look, I'm going to get my, I'm going to get all my stuff. I'm going to evaluate my team. I'm not saying I agree with them, but then I'll get all my stuff." Where I have a problem with Gonzaga is you cite that they play all these early season games, but then when they get to March, they're not even close to being the team. They lose to Arkansas. Who doesn't even have half as good of players as they do? So, you know, it's well, because hold, Arkansas hold, hold is battle-tested. Hold, hold, hold on a second. Arkansas is battle-tested. Moses Moody's a first-round pick. They've got guys. Musselman's as good of a coach as there is in college basketball. Right, I get that. But, I mean, where the, their best, the J.D. Note, their scorer, is he playing? He's in some developmental league somewhere. I mean, the guy was, what, well, shooting 22% from the floor? I mean, like, seriously. Ken, they, Ken, they, Dorsey, Ken Dorsey lost two games in college football by a combined 10 points. Doesn't mean he wasn't a great collegiate quarterback just because he couldn't play at the next level. There are guys that are tremendous collegiate players. Just because they don't perform at the next level doesn't mean that they're not great college he players. Didn't he didn't perform at that He didn't perform at that Timmy? level. Note, what was his shooting percentage in the final? I mean, think about it. I mean, Amal, come on. He, the, guy, the guy was, the volume of shots he was taking – I mean, I like Moody, too. Look, nobody roots harder for Musselman than I do. I love the guy. But, I mean, the, his team was a little bit over overachieving when it got there, and it still beat Gonzaga because he was battle-tested. That's all I'm trying to say. And Philadelphia, is they can't control who they play. I get that. But because of their schedule, they are going to have home field advantage. 
Yeah, but they, they have performed well. And the one game against the, the one challenger so far in Minnesota, who's 5-1, and one, they absolutely dismantled them. The Vikings didn't even look like they belong in the same area code as the Eagles in that matchup. I, I don't disagree with you. The Vikings chose to play a style of football that I, I think actually Arizona gave them a more of a challenge than Minnesota did. I mean, Arizona did, yeah, and I absolutely. think Dallas, and I think Dallas gave them a challenge, partly because once Dallas got used to the speed of the game in the second half, they were able to kind of get a little bit. Now, you know, they they still had Cooper Rush turn the ball over three times. You can't do that. Look, Philly's not the the, the sixty four Packers here. Let's get that straight. They won <laughs> that game against Dallas because of their defense, not because of their offense. Their defense played really well. They didn't sack the quarterback in the game. They didn't. They did not pressure the quarterback in the game in terms of hitting him, but they were able to get three turnovers, and they got the gift because McCarthy didn't challenge. And and I'm not blaming McCarthy because the woman on the sideline, she said it was a first down. I, I hear everything you're saying. All, I'm saying just getting back to the 49ers, though, I think they are probably the second favorite in the NFC. How do you see them right now, regardless of the addition of McC- uh, Christian McCaffrey or not? I think – when you look at the NFC, I, th- I think it's very weak compared to what you'd expect in the upper echelon of a conference at this point in time. Oh, I, I, don't, I think the whole league's weak. I think the whole league's weak. I think this, we, we're seeing you know point totals go down. We're seeing bad coaching decisions. We're seeing bad quarterback play. I think it's been a. I, I don't think it's been the best year of the NFL for a variety of reasons. But on paper, on paper, this 49er defense is on par with the with the 2000 Ravens, the O2, the O2 uh, Bucks. They can play and they can stop anybody. And and as long as I've been alive and have watched the NFL. Defense matters come playoff time. Defense is going to matter. And I've lost games in playoffs because I've misevaluated the speed of the defense that we were going against thinking our offense was just going to be able to carry it. You know, But for me, I don't think there's any doubt. I think there's, there's no doubt that if the Niners aren't healthy like they were against Atlanta, they're going to have a hard time beating anybody too. Well, I, I would one agree thing is clear. Go ahead. No, 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 please finish your thought, Amal. I would agree with Michael that defense matters, but I think the one thing that's changed that dynamic a little bit is the way games are officiated and the fact that the league wants more scoring. I mean, think about how many times we watch an incomplete pass and we sit around waiting for a defensive holding, PI, or an illegal contact call. I don't ever, I don't ever do that. I, I, I don't know. I don't even know what I, – I, I watch the game. I, I mean, do they don't ever call play. what they call. Uh, they don't do it on every play. They call what they call. I mean, that's what they call. They, you know, it, 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 and sometimes when they go to the replay, it is. It is. They gave the Rams a Super Bowl because they knew they could sell more swag than they could in Cincinnati no, with that call. stop with that. Stop. <laughs> they missed the, they missed I, a false start before that call. That call should have never even happened. But you got but Zach Taylor made sure he didn't win it. He took care of it. That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> I thought I was spectacular during that segment. We're back. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. I tell you about it every day. Here's the reason why. It's free money, because every time you make a bet at BetMGM, you get points, and you can use those credits for free bets. Or if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert the BetMGM points into dining shows, hotel rooms, and more. It's betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. Visit BetMGM.com for more information. Again, download the app. I use it all the time. It's a great app. 1-800-GAMBLER. If you have an issue, you've got to be 21 years or older. Again, as we welcome you back, get so many questions about the betting splits. What, what are you and Michael using? You can go to vsin.com. It's part of the Pro Tools. You can get your betting splits. Now, how to apply them? Are they applicable? Of course they are. Steve Mackinnon wrote a great exhaustive column today over at vsin.com about how to use betting splits to your advantage when wagering. We got you back. Lombardi line. Okay, I, th- I don't know about you, but I thought I was stellar in that previous segment, so I appreciate I thought you were you. tremendous. Uh, Bill Berman said the same thing. He thought you were tremendous Thank you, Bill. in that segment. Thank you, BB. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah, he, he, um, he really enjoyed that. Yeah, uh, we, it got spicy. Uh, but No, it just, least. I mean, look, I, I think, to me, if you're going to blame Garoppolo for every sin of the 49ers, it's, like, absurd. Like, like, is anybody watching this NFL this year? I mean, tell me who's playing good at quarterback. I mean, today I couldn't even put five blue-chip quarterbacks on the list. I mean, Brady's not playing very good. Aaron Rodgers isn't playing very good. I mean, Andy Dalton, we saw that last night. I mean, like, who is – I mean, Matthew Stafford playing good? Are you nope. kidding me? No, I mean, are not. you kidding me? I mean, so, like, who's the best quarterback in the NFC West? Is it – it's Geno Smith, but it's not Kyler Murray, and it's not – you know, I mean – Garoppolo is throwing for more yards per attempt than than the great Kyler Murray. So to me, I, I just think to me that that old rhetoric it just is it, not is not worthwhile. I don't think it's here's fair. Here's what I should have asked them all. Here, here's what I should have asked them, and I'll and I'll ask you: If Carolina signs Garoppolo in the offseason, is Matt Rule still the head coach? Probably is. I think he I probably is. You know, because nobody could play as if he would have signed him in the office, if he traded for him when he if he was healthy, had him in there and they were able to work behind him and utilize their skill. I mean, nobody could play as bad at quarter. I mean, I never thought the Panthers could get worse at quarterback than they were last year. And and they far exceeded that. I think there's no doubt about that. But I, I what I what I want to avoid is that these I had a friend text me. The Niners will go as far as Jimmy takes them. That's completely wrong. The Niners are going to go as far as their defense takes them. I mean, it's a great defense. It's a great defense. And and if Jimmy doesn't turn the ball over and make mistakes and obviously get McCaffrey to control the middle of the field where they want to throw the ball is a move that'll limit his mistakes and they'll get the ball into these playmakers' hands and they will be assuming that they can stay healthy. The health of their defense is more critical than Garoppolo. If they can get Kinlaw back, if they get Armstead back, if they get the linebacker back, Shaki, you know, if they get some of these other players back that they need, who's blocking them? Who's going to be able to move the ball consistently 12 drives a game? You might get 7, you might get 10. You're not getting you're not getting 30. You're not getting 40. The game's going to be somewhere between 20 and 10. It's going to be in there. It's maybe 24. 
And 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 they can and the 49ers can manufacture 20 points, 24 points. I mean, they did it with Garoppolo. They had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. They had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. You know, and if you watch the tape of the game and if you study the tape of that game, Chris Jones pushed the right guard right back in. They had a third and 15 that they allowed them to convert. They had a third and 10 in the red zone. They, they played man coverage and gave up a touchdown. Garoppolo wasn't even on the field for those two plays. Again, we say it all, the quarterback position is a finite quantity. Like, there's seven, and this year there might not even be seven that are really, really good. And then there's that next level well. that right. you have to manage. You know, it's that next level that you have to manage. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I, I think to me you got to watch the league. Every year the league's different. This year we're not getting great offensive play. We're, we're, we've become very stagnant in how everybody, every's offense looks the same. You know, and if we're all thinking alike, no one's thinking. And the outliers are going to be the ones. And, and, and Buffalo has adapted to their great player. He's the one quarterback who's – and Patrick Mahomes. Those two guys are why it's so different. Now, can those two players beat San Francisco in a Super Bowl? Be a hell of a thing to watch. I don't know. Be a hell of a thing what? to watch. But I do know. I do know this. You know, for all the conversation that Belichick can't win a Super Bowl without Brady, I will remind you again. I will remind you again that the first Super Bowl, they beat the greatest show on turf, and Brady was didn't play defense that day. I know it shocks people, but he didn't play defense that day, right? The last Super Bowl they won, they held Jared Goff to three points. He didn't play defense that day either. And the Super Bowl that we did win, at 28-24, we made the play with the defense. Like, and he, I know it surprised you, but Brady wasn't on the field when Malcolm Butler intercepted that pass. I know that surprised uh -huh. I know. I, I mean, I know, because, but he can't win without Brady. Like, I, I mean, it's such a soft, dumb narrative. When people on Twitter give me that, they always send me the stat, Brady with Belichick. Like, you're an idiot. You're a complete <laughs> idiot, okay? You have no clue. You're so far out of the race that you actually don't know what you're doing. I mean, I got Bill Berman telling me he's got some guy offering, <laughs> offering advice on what Nick Saban should do in coverage. Like, can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? He has somebody who wants to offer Nick Saban advice on coverage. Meanwhile, this guy's probably out boating for shrimp. He has no idea about any coverage. He couldn't explain it. Last night, the first touchdown pass, the, the deep throw Andy Dalton made, you know, Herbie said it was the, the, the safety didn't get over in the middle of it. No, 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 that wasn't it. It was the off corner didn't close. Like, nobody knows coverages. They don't understand it. I was going berserk in the house. Because I had Millie there, Berm there, everyone watching the game. I'm listening to, no, Herb, no, that's not it. He's the fold player. Get back. And now they're telling me Nick Saban needs help with coverages. Nick Saban invented half the coverages. Another great segment by me. I just have to give myself credit. Hey, quickly, uh, do you really believe, do you really, and by the way, breaking <laughs> you news. You no, started I this. Say, I didn't say S. You Another started breaking this. news. Lombardi had the volume on last night. That means Millie's in town and uh, Berman was over. So that's one. He was over. Uh, so I, I had it on and then I went back. You know, I'm very disappointed in you. I know we got three minutes to go. I'm very disappointed in you. You did not even bring up the 76ers last night and how bad my man looks and how out of shape. Today, Doc said he had plantar fasciitis in the offseason, which has limited his conditioning. Everybody in Philly's like, Wait a minute, he's really in bad shape. Oh, my God, they're surprised he's in bad shape. It's unbelievable. The greatest player since Bill Russell's in bad shape. He's always in bad shape. Like, why is this a surprise to somebody? Now, they're 0-2. They played two great teams. And on the other side, Harden all of a sudden, is Harden in shape and playing great? You're talking about Embiid struggling. What about your boy Harden? I think the team's completely messed up. I think, to me, as I said, bet the under – I don't think they're very – they're not very good. To, they got booed in the third quarter last night, Patrick. They got booed in the third quarter because the, the, the advertisement, the promotional tour that they're embarking, that they're this great defensive team, and Embiid says we're going to be dominant, they were getting booed off the court. It's a comedy. Come on. Man, for a team that you love so much, you really hate them. I do. I really do. It's it, You know, the opposite of love is – I'm, I'm indifferent exactly. to it. Exactly. I hate the whole – I hate – what I hate is false narratives. That's what got me going with Jamal in the last segment. I hate that people are dumb enough to believe false narratives. I hate that people actually think the process worked. I actually think that's ridiculous. 
I actually hate that people think Belichick can't coach because he doesn't have Brady. I, that's what makes me go crazy more than that, the false narrative. That's why I wrote the book, because in the book, I tried to at least try to explain why, why this, the, these happened. Yesterday, I went and talked to the school, Lower Cape May Regional School. I went and talked to their football team. They asked me to come down. I did. And the first thing they, you know, they're talking about Richard Sherman's right about running the ball. No, fellas, like that, Richard Sherman's completely wrong. Like that's a false narrative. Like we have to learn more about what's realistic, what's real. That's part of what we do. Okay. Last question. Do you really believe the drama? Do you know, do you really believe the drama with Mac Jones in the, in the franchise? (laughs) I, I think probably – I think there's frustration with Mac Jones. I think he hasn't played, near, as I said, which got everybody up in the Boston area all upset that he was turning the ball over too much, which was fact. I love Mac Jones. I wanted him to draft Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones will be really good. But the, how about that narrative, that Belichick can't coach offense? I love that narrative. He can't coach offense. I mean, like, seriously, can you stop – can we stop with – the man knows more about football than anybody, all right? So let's just stop that. They fixed the offense. It doesn't look too bad to me. It looks a lot better than the Cleveland offense who's got Stefanski over there. Just to clear my name, Amal Shaw woke up on October 21st and wanted smoke with Jim Beheim. That's what started all this drama. He attacked nah. Beheim's non-conference. You went loco, and I, I hid underneath my desk the whole entire time. I had <laughs> no. nothing to do with it. It's Bond's just, fault. Let's just blame Bond on this. Let's just blame always, Bond for this. You know what? It's on Goulet. Michael, I'll see yeah. you early yeah, tomorrow it is morning. On Goulet. That's football. right. It is on Goulet. That's right. It is. Let's blame him. <laughs> Big bets is next. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.